Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Time once again for the Mainland Podcast. This is episode number 342. I'm your host, Michael Citro. I'm the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website covering Orlando City. Also, the Orlando Pride and OCB, all things soccer-related in the city beautiful. Joining me, as always, David Rowe up in Tallahassee. Dave, how's it going? You know, it's going pretty good despite the uh, despite the results that we'll get into here in a bit. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely been worse. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be headed down Orlando way in about a week. Nice. Yeah. It's always good to have you put in an appearance here in the city. Beautiful. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to have you around. Come yeah. have some beers. Y'all, we'll definitely do that. All right. Well, here we are. We have uh, a game to talk about. We may not want to, but we're going to anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do not believe either one of us correctly predicted a 2-0 loss at CF Montreal. But had we been paying attention to Montreal's two previous scores, maybe we would have both picked 2-0 Montreal. Yeah, yeah, that might have been the case. No, you predicted a 1-1 draw. I predicted a 2-2 draw. We were both wrong. All right, we got to stop both picking draws then. Yeah, it never works out. I think that's not. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the previous time we both picked draws, also a loss. Because we have control over the results. All we have to do is pick a certain way, and that's how the results go. Exactly. That's the way it is. We just control the universe. But 
yes, two we, nil. What? The, looking back at the last three wins, we did predict the same thing each time. Mm. With you predicting a one-one draw and me predicting a two-one loss, so who's to say? I don't know who's to say, but maybe we can try it and see, just as an experiment. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, then, but now that we've caught on to the universe, the universe is going <sighs> to zag. Yes, when, when we, we zig, it zags. Yeah. So yeah, the f- trip to Montreal was not a successful business trip for Orlando City. They. They got off to a pretty bright start in this game, probably controlled the first half hour of the game. Oscar mm-hmm. Pereja goes with the same lineup that worked so well against the Galaxy. Makes some sense. I did expect there to be some little bit of uh, rotation based on a Tuesday game at Charlotte MLS competition in the U.S. Open Cup. So I figured he might hold back one of the DPs, at least to you know, maybe play Torres for a half and Ojeda for a half or something along those lines, maybe split uh, Cara and Maguire uh, among the two halves. But no, he just went with his strongest lineup, which, uh, you know, trying to build some more chemistry on that galaxy win. And it, I wouldn't say it didn't work, even though the result wasn't good. I think the team had chances to score and had multiple chances. Good looks at goal did not hit the target. And that was really the, the problem all night. You had Ojeda, uh, off a, a really nice steal takeaway from Cartagena gets uh, the ball to Ojeda in space. He can't find the corner. Torres missed the corner. Angulo missed the corner. They're all shooting for the same corner. They're all missing it wide and high. Maybe stop aiming for that corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, adjust your sights. Um, I'm going to blame it being in Canada and, you know, mm-hmm. something about, you know, crossing the border just, you know, messed everybody up. Those metric nets just really That's what it is. aren't the same size as the U.S. nets. That's what it is. Yeah. Stupid metric system. Um, so, yeah, they. Uh, here's the thing with me. I did this with when I play golf. If I'm consistently missing in one direction, I adjust. And, and in this case, if they would have just shot at the goalkeeper, they probably missed the goalkeeper and score goals. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I'm not sure why uh, nobody was, you know, utilizing your your excellent golf adjustment mm-hmm. uh, strategy there. But uh, but no, it was not to be. No. Yeah, I go like if I'm if I'm going to the left each time I I try a big adjustment and then I kind of adjust back and forth until I figure out what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. That, that wasn't the case. And of 13 shots that the Lions put uh, toward the net, only two went actually within the confines of the net, both from Erchankara. Neither were particularly great chances. The uh, There was one that was a free kick that was, he got it up and over the wall, but he just kind of pinged it right at the goalkeeper. And, you know, he had another opportunity, but again, it, he wasn't really being set up well. He had a, uh, a header from that was behind him that he didn't get on target. And, you know, he had one that he kind of drove into the ground because it was really dipping and it kind of passed uh, or a defender passed right in front of his line of vision right at the last second. It was probably difficult. It may not have even seen it until it was like right on his head. But uh, I don't think Kara played poorly in this game. I don't think really that many people played poorly. I do think that there were some inconsistencies in the fullback position and 
I think Wilder Cartagena was a little up and down and we didn't get the good Angulo. You know, some nights you get the really good Ivan Angulo and other nights you don't get the super good Ivan Angulo. And I think this was just the kind of meh Ivan Angulo. Yeah, I mean, you know, he did Ivan Angulo things. He was fast. He, you know, recovered. He made some, uh, you know, some forays into the opponent's box. But uh, typically he, well, not typically, when we have good Angulo, um, he's getting the, the passes, the the crosses in a little bit better. And that wasn't, you know, he, he didn't do that. Um, I agree that Cartagena was just a little bit off. Um, I, I, I even think that... Uh, Araujo looked a little bit off, but when you actually look at his stats, he wasn't. It just kind of maybe it was just because he was paired with Cartagena. I don't know, but it, everything, everything in the, that defense, uh, other than, well, no, everything in that defense felt a little off. I think um, for me, Cesar didn't play poorly. For me, he he had one or two moments where it was like, come on. There was the, the yeah. one moment that really sticks out is, you know, he's he's got Bryce Duke on his back, and. He's got open teammates and he's instead holds on to the ball, holds on to the ball, tries to win a foul, but you don't, you're in the middle of the field. What good is, what good is winning a foul when you could just as easily dump it off to Antonio Carlos or Mikey Halliday, you got outlets, use them. And mm-hmm. if you don't use them and you don't get the foul call, then it's a turnover and it's going the other way. And then you get mad and you take a stupid yellow card. <laughs> wow. It's almost like that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. That's for example. For example, <laughs> so it, this was one of those games, and, and I think Ben summed it up pretty nicely in his three keys to victory. That Montreal's a team that likes to get a, a lead and then sit on it and sit back, and they did that. And I think that Orlando had a chance to go up two, maybe even three nil, didn't do it, and then a stupid, dumb bounce off of Robin Janssen goes in, and that's kind of ball game. You got to have. You got to have the first goal when you play teams like that, when they stay organized and deep and, and it's hard to find a way through them. It's not going to get any easier once you're behind. No. And as we mentioned, I mean, it wasn't that Orlando didn't have chances. They had chances, just weren't accurate and certainly weren't finishing. Yeah. Which is what like kind of drives me crazy when people say, well, oh, Pareja got the tactics wrong. Well, his tactics produced scoring chances. It's not his fault that guys can't hit the in between the posts. It's you can't have 11 shots that don't go on target and only two that do, especially with as open as some of those looks were. And you've got your highest priced guys taking those shots. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's not working right now. Ojeda and Torres are just not dialed in. And those are two guys you are paying to be dialed in. If not every single night, then 90 percent of the nights. And hopefully uh, the nights that they're not are not the same night. Exactly. Uh, but they're just a lack of sharpness between uh, between the two of them. Not just them. I mean, you, you, you can't just look at the attacking players. You're not getting any central midfield goals. You're not getting any fullbacks in the offense. You're not getting any center back set, set piece goals. It's just all too predictable. It's just mm-hmm. here's the attacking guys. They're either going to make their shots or you're going to lose the game. And, you know, good teams get goals from everywhere. Yeah. And this is a, uh, you know, I, like you mentioned at the top, I'm not sure why uh, Oscar decided to go with the the full, uh, you know, first team choice roster, but he did, especially with, you know, the schedule uh, congestion that we have in May. But, uh, you know, when you do that, you have to get the result because, 
like I mentioned, there's a whole bunch of matches coming up and you're going to have to rest some guys at some point. One would think. Oh, uh, um, so yeah, the, the one goal goes in and, and then of course uh, you, you get a pretty good response from Orlando immediately, but then, you know, you get stretched when you're pushing and you're behind and they come down and make a nice play and Angulo loses his man on the edge who slips inside him, takes a pass, gets the ball over to uh, the most dangerous player on the field who nobody decided to follow through the box. Uh, you get your center backs playing other guys. And so you either need a central midfielder to drop or you need Mikey Halliday to follow him across one of those. Something has to happen. Someone has to come get him. Can't leave the best player alone at the penalty spot. And he takes that pass and does exactly what you would expect a good player to do. Whereas if that had happened on the other end, probably the ball is going over the net. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Le- look, uh, once again, not a, you know, strategy guy, but leaving Kyoto, uh, open inside the box, uh, with a, you know, free look on goal, not a good plan. Yeah. And then the, the guys who were brought on didn't really make an impact. Uh, Duncan McGuire was back in the lineup. He got on for, a little over 20 minutes and didn't even attempt a shot only had yep. four touches or so uh, yeah, couldn't get like on that. the ball. Um, and then it was kind of like that. So, you know, it's tough to win on the road in this league and Orlando is, you know, sort of defied expectations by starting very strong on the road. And then of course they finally get a home win and what happens when well, you come back and you lose on the road. So uh, I guess normal service has been restored, but we don't have to like it. No, I mean, it feels like the most Orlando City thing ever to finally get that that home win and then immediately uh, <laughs> lose on the road. I don't know how many times I have to go back and look. I don't know how many times this team has gotten a clean sheet and then the next team, the next game not scored or vice versa. They've they've not scored and then they've shut out the opponent on the next game. But it happens all the time, it seems like. Yeah, that's, you know, when you talk about teams that are able to win MLS cup. Um, that is not a, that is not a trait that those teams have. And it's something that Orlando is going to have to shake off. Yeah. Still trying to put two wins together in a row. So the team's four, four and two still right there. Still right mm-hmm. around the place where we expected with a game in hand against most of the teams ahead of them. So not a time to panic. I mean, you know, you don't, you're not seeing Seattle fans uh, trying to run Brian Schmetzer out of town for losing to sporting Kansas city who had gone winless in 10. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, things are not, things are not dire at this point. And, you know, we'll know a lot more at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. We got for man of the match, Dave, I believe you were on grades this week. I was on grades. And so with it, we know that uh, the grades article and my man of the match are going to match up. And that is one Urjan Kara. Um, As you mentioned, he was the only one that got anything on target. Um, I thought he played well. Um, I think, you know, he, he moved well. He, he's been better at ranging, you know, back into the defense and then getting into where he needs to be on the offense. And so, you know, given the meh qualities of some of the other, the other players, he gets my man in the match. Yeah. It's a difficult one to, to pick from. Uh, I didn't think anybody really stood out, um, above the others in any meaningful way, but I guess if you're going to say who was the who was the only one that was actually threatening or semi-threatening? It was him. So I guess I will go with Archankara as well. He was um, 
he was fine. He was okay. He's, mm-hmm. I was surprised that he took that free kick. I don't know what his, his uh, plan was for that, but it didn't quite come off. He did get it on target, but I was really surprised because I thought that was a pretty good distance for Ojeda to go, go for it from there. But obviously, uh, Ertron was feeling it said, Hey, I, I got an idea. Let me take a shot at it. But well, and he got it in between the sticks. So that was something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, make the other teams. Here's the thing that drives me crazy is that some of these shots that these guys are taking, they are absolute cannon blasts. And even if they don't score on them, if they're within the confines of the net and it hits the keeper, there's a good chance for a rebound. Maybe somebody scores an easy one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, their guy didn't hit it over the net. Their guy was shooting wide instead of high, and it went off a of Robin and in. It was that was not going to go on goal. Had Robin not been there, no goal. Yeah, exactly. And and you feel for Robin in that one. I mean, you know, areas with the captain's armband, and then just this weird little thing. Uh, even even hitting him, it still was going to the uh, the right of uh, Pedro Galese. So, I mean, that tells you how far outside it would have been if it hadn't hit him. Yeah, it looked like it was going to go at least 10 yards wide. I don't know. I don't know. That was a really, I don't think that was a pass. I think it was just a bad shot. And sometimes mm-hmm. good things happen. Put the ball in the box. Yeah. Throw it at the net. We used to say in hockey, just throw it at the net. See what happens. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of traffic in there. Anything can happen. But, uh, yeah, if you put it in the 14th row, it's not hard. It's not 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 likely you're going to get anything out of that. Yeah, no. Anyway, it's two nil loss, and uh, you know there's uh, another game coming along. That's a good thing. We always got another one coming, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I like I said personally, I would like to see this team at the end of May before I know whether or not it's time to freak out about this season or complain or be angry or whatever but i don't think that tactically is a, it's a, been a problem this season i think it's just been execution and and that could be guys just not in form it could be the front office saying we really like this guy's got a lot of talent but maybe he really doesn't have as much talent as you thought maybe um you know takes different guys different amounts of time to adjust properly different things a lot of a lot of different reasons this can happen but uh, we'll wait and see. I don't think it's a coaching issue at this point. And, uh, and although you can get a momentary bump from changing coaches over the long haul, you better have somebody that's actually really good. If you're going to make a move. Well, and you know, we've said it before, if you don't get somebody with a similar approach to Oscar and the players that he's brought in over the last few years, then they're just going to have to restock the cabinet with the ingredients they want. And you're, you know, you, you go backwards for a bit. Yeah. I don't, think this is a team that's made up the way that like Bruce arena, for example, would want to coach. No, so. definitely not. All right. So we've done it. We're on a uh, record as having uh, talked about the game and given our man of the match award. So let's move to the young lions of OCB who went on the road to play the first place crown legacy FC. That is Charlotte's affiliate, and things were going pretty well for the Young Lions in this game. Uh, they took a 2-1 lead, and things looked to be going good, and then like, they got a weird bounce in their game for the tying goal that deflected in off of uh, a Young Lions defender, although that wasn't an own goal. That was going to go on target anyway, but it was just that Javier Otero probably would have stopped the shot had it gone where it was originally intended to go. 
So right. it wrong footed him and it was two, two. And then they got another one a little later and uh, they go and win three, two. And that was a battle for first place. So the young lions at, you know, pretty deep into the game, the live standings had them in first place by a point, And instead they end up coming home five points out of first place. Uh, but I like their fight. This is a, just a young lions team that if they could figure out the defensive end, they'd be really, really a strong team. They give up way too many goals. They score a bunch of goals, but when you're giving up goals every single game and never keeping clean sheets and rarely keeping the opponent to one goal, it's, it's a tough way to make a living. It is. And that's with Otero, who I, I think is a good keeper uh, in MLS, MLS next pro. Um, so, you know, yeah, a little bit, a uh, little bit better defense, uh, in front of him would go a long way. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, they're, they're scoring and practically buckets. Um, I mean, geez, DeBlante's blast, uh, for his goal in that match was, was absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DeBlante's goal was ridiculous. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on the MLS next pro website, just, uh, navigate to Orlando city B and their most recent game, that video is going to be up. And it was, uh, I thought, man, he's taking a touch to the end line. He's going to, he's going to do that thing where he slides and tries to cut it across and it's going to go right to the keeper, but no, he really slammed that into the roof of the net from a tight angle. So really great goal from, from Moises Tablante. And we're, uh, we're very uh, happy for him. He's, uh, seems to be in a good run of form. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, Dave, today, as we record this, uh, we are getting set for a bunch of games this week. Yes, we are. Our games, two games for Orlando City, two games for the Pride. OCB will play again against uh, Columbus Crew 2 on the weekend. It is a soccer fest. It is a cornucopia of soccer. And we are... uh, we have a lot to do, a lot to do. But as we record this on Monday night, there's also a, uh, what do you call those things? Documentary? Yeah, that is, is a documentary. They do. And, and we haven't had a chance to watch it yet. No, we haven't. Uh, For Our City, I believe, is the name of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, about the uh, run to the U.S. Open Cup uh, championship last year, which everybody remembers, everybody loves. And we're very happy uh, to see that whenever we get a chance. Uh, it's obviously it's great timing because they're about to start their U.S. Open Cup run. It's not as good timing if they lose their first game at Charlotte on Tuesday night. Uh, no, obviously it wouldn't be. But uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the documentary, whenever it comes out, is not or whenever it would have come out, would not have affected what have, what's going to happen in that opening match. So. Um, Let's just enjoy it for what it is. Are you sure? Because, I mean, we are affecting matches with our predictions. Well, yes, but that's we have evidence for that. There's there's no evidence that this documentary would do that. Got it. All right. Well, I can't wait to see that. And that should be it should be a lot of fun. And, and at least even if they do go out on Tuesday uh, or tonight as this drops, mm-hmm. you can uh, you can relive last year and it will take away some of the pain. That's right. Yeah. All right, Dave, we got plenty more to come. We've got our mailbag box, of course. We've got Charlotte on the docket for this episode. We will we will put off talking about the weekend game until our second episode this week. Uh, but we will have our key matchups and score predictions 
for Charlotte FC on the road at Bank of America Stadium, uh, a place I've actually been to see a soccer hmm. game with these uh, these very two teams that are playing. Uh, so we'll get to all that, but we first have a guest. So why don't we get to our guest right after this? We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, joining us on the Mainland Podcast this week, very happy to have with us Danny Brams from the Charlotte Soccer Show. Danny, thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, excited to talk about the Cup. We have a saying on the Charlotte Soccer Show uh, that came from the first ever Charlotte manager who uh, was deposed after a few months, Miguel Angel Ramirez. He says, uh, he said, it's always the cup, always the cup. So anytime there's a cup match uh, involved, we're pretty happy as Charlotte fans. All right. Well, we're going to start with uh, Orlando City being the defending champions, having to go on the road for the first time since uh, back in 2019. The first uh, first game of their 2019 run was at Memphis 901 FC. I always say want to say 90120. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. They went to Memphis and now they're going to Charlotte. So uh, the, the the whole tour of the the American South uh, when they go on the road, but that's the way these cup things go. They they try to keep people from having to do too much traveling in these midweeks. So um, Orlando City and Charlotte have already played once this year. Danny, what can you tell us about this Charlotte squad since that game against uh, Orlando City at Exploria Stadium? What's uh, what's new and what's different with this team? So since that game. Things have not gone well. <laughs> you could you could say uh, that was our first win of the season, and we desperately needed it at the time. And uh, I think it was a little bit. We caught Orlando at a good time, even though we had to go on the road. Uh, Lions were still sort of really deeply involved in the Concacaf Champions League, and we were we were able to sort of catch them at a good time and sneak a two one win, even though we were just like defending our our entire. Uh, heads off for like the last 30 minutes and it was just like an onslaught. We were, we were kind of lucky to hold on for a 2-1 win there. But since then, it's been pretty bad. We uh, had two draws right after that. Draw against the Red Bulls, draw against Toronto. Scored some goals, but then we went to Salt Lake and got blitzed. Hosted Colorado, one of the worst teams in the West, and were kind of fortunate to pull out a 2-2 draw. Got the win against Columbus to get ourselves back on track. And then went up to DC and got smashed. So, so the results have been kind of up down. We, we're calling it a roller coaster season here. And uh, the coach, I would say, Christian Latanzio, is definitely under fire from a lot of the fan base. Like the the vocal, there's a very vocal, especially the online crowd, 
the the Twitterati, if you will, mm-hmm. is very yep. much uh, Latanzio <laughs> out. Yeah, you know, it's like, and we're new fan base, right? We're like a lot of like we a lot of people that are Charlotte fans have been soccer fans for a long time, but this is our first time sort of like being hardcores for a club, mm-hmm. uh, a local club. So it's like we're all kind of having our first experience of like you know calling for a manager to be sacked and stuff like that. So a lot of people are kind of getting in with it. I don't sense the same urgency on the front offices point. Uh, perspective compared to some of the vocal fans online so i don't think he's necessarily on a true hot seat but uh the win was really nice against new york city that was crucial um it does kind of hurt that three days later we're back in action and we have a couple of midweeks coming up and so it's just the fixtures are piling up the team is uh battled injuries starting center backs going out starters are getting hurt we we in our previous open cup round against south georgia tormenta we, we were hosting at the same at the matthew sportsplex which is sort of a uh a much smaller venue here in charlotte um mm-hmm. as compared to the main stadium bank of america where they play but uh at least as real grass compared to the main stadium uh but uh matthew sportsplex we had to run out kind of like a full starting 11 so like we won 4-1 in our previous cup round but it was a little bit of a Pyrrhic victory in terms of a couple guys got hurt. One of them is due back, but the other one's going to be out another couple of weeks, a starting center back, Bill Tuiloma. We should have Camille Yushviak back, who's like our starting right winger, uh, DP, kind of a, a lower end DP. People are talking about he won't be a DP forever. They'll buy his contract out. But uh, he was hurt last cup game. He'll be back. So battling injuries, battling inconsistency. We thought we were a deep team at the start of the season, but we've kind of lost a lot of that depth and some of that depth hasn't really panned out. So it's really a matter of what's going to happen. And I think the one thing Orlando might have to worry about, I don't know what type of team Orlando is going to run out there, but you might have to worry about, you know, starting guys going again, because at this point the coach just kind of wants to make a deep run in the cup and he's shown that he's not afraid to to run uh first teamers uh, a squad full of first teamers out there in the cup when he when he feels like he needs to well i'm glad you brought up that uh that match against south georgia tormenta um you know obviously some of your your normal guys uh capetti uh Swiderski, uh were scoring you mentioned four goals but you also had uh cambridge go out on a red uh late 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 um yes. you know so, uh, you know, what are you, you mentioned? Maybe a first, uh, first choice lineup. Who who's going to give you guys the goals? I mean, where are they coming from? I definitely think you got to worry about Copetti because he picked up a yellow in the league on Saturday, which was his fifth of the season. So he's out for next Saturday's game. So I'm assuming that uh, that our coach is going to run him out for you know another 80 plus minutes here in the cup on Tuesday, knowing that he'll be resting at the weekend. And he's a goal scoring threat. Obviously, he scored in the previous cup game. Obviously, against uh, poor competition uh, compared to you know a much smaller club compared to Orlando City, but uh, he's dangerous. He's where he is where goals can come from. Um, I don't think Carol Swiderski, uh, Swiderski will play our other main DP. I do think Yushviak will come in because he's, he missed, you know, a week or so of play. He missed the last couple of league games with a minor knock and he's back. And so I think that's the combination you really got to wor- worry about. Camille Yushviak and Enzo Capetti. I expect them both to start. Could be wrong, but you did mention Cambridge. Cambridge is like the young up and comer on our next pro team. So he's sort of like the first not the very first because we had this other kid Brian Romero who scored in an exhibition against Chelsea last year but Cambridge is kind of our our our, our early um young starlet our academy darling if you will who a lot of fans are like learning to love cuz he scored a bunch of early goals for the Crown Legacy Next Pro team 
and he's uh, flashed some, you know, some first team appearances already. He hasn't scored or anything, but he's been part of the action on first team now. So he won't be available with that late red. The, the refereeing in that game was pretty bad. There was a yellow. There was reds for both teams that were double yellows, and none of the four yellow cards were actual yellows. It was kind of it was kind of messed up, <laughs> but uh, uh, it happens that way. So I don't think we necessarily need Cambridge. It's Kopetti and Yushviak that you got to worry about, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in goal keep as well because we just recently switched this past Saturday. We'd been running the youngster, the guy that you would normally expect to be the cup goalkeeper has been the main goalkeeper. And our starter from last year, Christian Kalina, has been sort of the cup goalkeeper as he rehabs his way back from injury. But they kind of switched it this week with Kalina reclaiming the number one for the league. So they might go back to George Marks, who has a few league starts and a clean sheet under his belt already this year. He may now be our cup keeper. I would think he'll probably be who the goalkeeper you face is. Yeah, you've taken us through all the guys that did well against Orlando the first time these teams played. Uh, Marks did well, and of course, Capetti scored a goal. Um, you guys have recently picked up a familiar face to Orlando City fans. For many Orlando yeah. City fans, an unfriendly face. Um, <laughs> Tell me Miriam, about it. Justin Miriam had a cup of coffee here, and I tell you, I was one of the ones that was really excited about his tenure here, but of course, he he didn't get off to a very strong start. And then the pressure started to build and he put most of that on himself. But then there was a blow up with the fans with, uh, you know, people, people can be pretty mean uh, Mm -hmm. in our fan base and every fan base. And um, he, he can't, you know, the one thing about Justin Miriam is he, he shoots straight from the hip. He will, he will say what's on his mind. And, you know, he, he had publicly said that he had been racially abused and people here, for whatever reason in America, in this day and age, people didn't believe uh, a man of a different ethnicity saying that he'd been racially abused. They, they, mm. they found that inconceivable. So they felt like he made it up. I don't feel like he made it up, but I think there was also a, a group of people who kind of feel like he was saying that everyone was doing that. And that, that clearly isn't the case. He just said that you know, for example, I've been called this, this, or this, or whatever. So anyway, how has Justin Miram fit in with Charlotte? And is he eligible or was he cup cap uh cap cup tied, if I can speak, uh, <laughs> to RSL? Uh that's a good question. I'd have I'd have to double check on the cup tied, which I can do right now. But the uh um the reception of Miriam, it's funny. It's, it sounds like that re- that uh, is just a relationship that never really had a chance, Miriam and Orlando. And I actually have a couple friends uh, that are really big Orlando fans, uh, decent friends. And they uh, they were like, oh, when we got Miriam, they were like, oh, good luck with that. You know, like, oh, and I, me being an MLS fan for the last, you know, six or seven years, I'm actually not really a big uh, Miriam fan. I, I was not happy for us to get Justin Miriam. I was like, why are we getting this guy? You know, like, uh, is it, uh, he's like, they were like, oh, he might provide some veteran leadership. I was like, this guy's a bum. He's bounced all over the league. He always wears out his welcoming, like wherever he goes, you know, and I wasn't, I was really not high on him at all. And I, I like on our podcast on the Charlotte soccer show, I went off, I went off and said, this is a dumb signing. Why did, why did we even waste time to complete this and stuff like that? Uh, because the original trade fell through where the player we were going to send, was not uh, eligible to be traded or something like that. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we ended up was, sending uh, Gam. Yeah. Uh, Shinyashiki. Yeah. 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 There's other stuff going on there that, yeah. Uh, he won't be playing for Charlotte anytime soon, if ever. But um, 
I didn't think Miriam was going to play. I was like, yeah, we're just picking up Miriam. I was like, no, Miriam. I thought he was, I thought originally it was like, we're just trying to get rid of Shinyashigi and Miriam's like the comeback on the other side that will never play for us. But then like right after we did the, uh, the trade was sort of came to light was when Yushviat got injured in the cup game. So then it's like, oh, well, now we're down a winger. So we might actually see Miriam get some time. So uh, the funny thing was like, this is just the fun of like going to a soccer match and being just like a dumb hooligan. Like, uh, I was very vocally like anti Miriam on our show, um, on Twitter, you know, tweeting from our show account and stuff. And then at the match, we saw he was, I was like, if Miriam starts, then that's just a give up sign from Charlotte. We're just, you know, we're, we're toast if that happens. And then, uh, he started playing, he started playing really well. And so me and my buddy in the stands, you know, we were a little tipsy or whatever. We, we, I was like, uh, I started, we started just becoming like Miriam fans. We like instantly, like it became like a bit, right? Where we like flipped the switch on Miriam and we were like, oh, we always liked him. Oh, we all, we always loved Justin Miriam. He was always a big contributor, you know, like Miriam fan club since day one. Let's go. Like, so we were having a lot of fun with that in the stands. And uh, he played really well uh, in his start. He, so he came on as a sub against DC and was ineffective, in the, but we were horrible that night. The whole team was uh, started against New York City. Uh, you know, was was cruising down that left wing, looking good, making plays. Um, and he had an assist off a corner kick to Copetti, a uh, really nice placed corner kick right to the, to his head where Copetti could kind of you know skip it in there. And he's, he's a contributor. He's instantly a contributor. He contributed on a go-ahead goal uh, that eventually in a game that we won. So I think that makes him, uh, you know, he became Charlotte FC for that, uh, that game. And um I do think he might play, even though he's one of the older statesmen on the team, and it's only a couple of days later, because I think he will not play uh, the next league game because he uh, Kerwin Vargas is our young winger, mm-hmm. and he was carrying a knock into Saturday, and so he was only available as a sub. They didn't want him to run out a full game. They subbed him on with like 20 minutes left for Miram, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Miram is not going to start. I think Vargas will be ready to go again on Saturday to start. So Miram, you could see him. I don't think he was cup tied. He did not play in Real Salt Lake's cup match, uh, their first uh, U.S. Open cup match against Las Vegas Lights. I, he wasn't on the bench and didn't he, and he didn't go in. So um, I think that he'll be available, and I, I would expect him if he's not going to start next Saturday, then he'll probably start on Tuesday. All right, Danny. We um, before we let you go, we definitely want to find out. Where do you think that this game will be won and lost uh, between Orlando and Charlotte? What part, what matchup do you see as the key matchup in this game? And and what's your score prediction for Tuesday night? So I think it's really all about midfield. Charlotte tends to to win or lose its games in the midfield, right? Like we we when our midfield gets overrun, we are uh, just look really really bad and we can't connect anything. Like we have some really talented attackers up top, but we have sometimes a hard time providing them with service. So I'm going to say it's really all about the midfield and Charlotte's ability to connect. If they can uh, make effective connections, then I think they can be dangerous. Uh, I I respect Orlando's defense, especially El Pulpo, obviously. And uh, I do think that Charlotte needs to just have that connection. And so if they can control, whoever controls the midfield is really going to be able to sort of do what they want in this thing. And I think it could be kind of lopsided. I think it could be like a 2-0 either way, depending on which team sort of seizes the initiative early. So I'm going to say 2-0 for the home side as my score prediction because I always predict us to win even when I sometimes don't necessarily think we will. But uh, it's uh, both sides dangerous. I I could easily see both teams scoring. But again, I also my prediction would be kind of uh, 
you know, one team gets uh, out, out to an early advantage and, and is able to sort of run away. So I'm going to hope that's the, the Charlotte FC crowns. All right. Well, we will see what happens this week and we'll, we'll look back and, and we'll, we're going to make our predictions as well. And we'll figure out who was closest on this, but we appreciate you, Danny Brams coming on and uh, giving us a little bit of the insider info for Charlotte. Where can people find you and your show on the interwebs? Yeah, thank you for looking out for us. We, uh, uh, you, you just invited me just by finding us. Uh, it's really cool to know that people that are out there looking, you know, who's talking about Charlotte FC, and they find our show. That that is very flattering and honoring. So, uh, and I know you guys have been in the game for a long time. So, uh, very cool. Like you guys have been OG Orlando uh, show uh, website. So, uh, c- congrats on everything you're doing, and I appreciate it. We are. Uh, our show is called the Charlotte Soccer Show on all the podcast services. Uh, we, you know, I listen on Spotify, but you can listen on wherever you want. And the uh, our, the Twitter handle is at for the Crown Baby. That's kind of our tagline. We sign off every episode saying for the Crown Baby. So uh, that's at for the Crown Baby is the Twitter. We uh, Charlotte Soccer Show on YouTube. We don't have any Instagram or anything like that. We're we're just kind of a two man operation. So uh, uh, we. Uh, just started doing the YouTube channel this year. We didn't have that, not have that last year, but we love to tweet. We love to, to uh, be a little snarky, a little tipsy. The show, we also talk about local beers a lot on our show. So we, we usually have a few pops as, as we go. And uh, so we're not always the most factual information show, but we're always uh, the best vibes. And we love talking about Charlotte soccer and major league soccer and international soccer and all of it. So, all right. For all the Charlotte soccer vibes, check out Danny Brams and his crew on charlotte soccer show thank you so much danny for coming on and uh, we'll catch you on down the line you guys rock thank you ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Dave. Uh, it was good to hear from Danny Brams from Charlotte mm-hmm. Soccer Show. It's hard to say because a lot of alliteration. Talking is hard. Yes, especially at my age. Even <laughs> just thinking is hard. All right. Uh, so, you know, we're going to, we got a U.S. Open Cup game. I don't know what's going to happen. I think there's going to be some rotation. I wouldn't be surprised if Mason Stadohar started, but we'll we'll give our, our thoughts on the, uh, the preview side of things uh, in just a few moments. Uh, we will also get to our mailbag box, but the first thing I want to do well, basically, I want to do an ad. Let's do an ad, Dave. <laughs> we have done Ooh, ads. All right. And Let's. this ad is for our Buy Me a Coffee page, which uh, is basically it's an it's a membership program, the Mainland's membership program through Buy Me a Coffee. You go to buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. Some of you wanted us to have a Patreon type uh, thing, way of supporting us, and we have created that. We didn't use Patreon. We used Buy Me a Coffee. It's a little less formal sounding. I think Patreon scares some people. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a little bit more laid back, but there's three levels of uh, how you can join us. And we did mention them last week, but uh, this is live. We want uh, to make sure that you knew that the club benefits for our members. Well, we list some of them, but they're going to be way more than that. In fact, um, I just sent out the first membership newsletter today. So there'll be a weekly newsletter for all members 
uh, from the uh, TAM and the DP level. Uh, but there, we are trying to add so much more uh, in way of value. And, and these are going to come in the form of a lot of things that aren't, there aren't things that we can just necessarily say, you know, how often they're going to happen or when they're going to happen or what they're going to even be, because there are things that are going to come up. Some of them might be, we might get our hands on an item that we can have a raffle for. Uh, there might be, you know, opportunities for, you know, special uh, videos, special audio. You might get the outtakes from this show. You might get outtakes <laughs> yeah. from Scoperp Soccer. You might get some video outtakes. Who knows what you might get? But there's a lot of different things that we're working on. Uh, we're working on a, a message board for the mainland.com that might have a special, uh, you know, sort of members a, only. Yeah, a little roped off uh, VIP lounge for our members. So there's all kinds of little things that we're trying to add value on. Uh, I also dropped a uh, an update on one of our injured Orlando City players. That's something that you know really can't uh, couldn't write a story about, but I have some knowledge and I passed it along in that uh, in that forum because that's another thing you might get some insider information. Uh, you'll, there'll probably be some uh, post game instant reaction, uh, some sort of an instant reaction video from select games, probably road games because. Home games, it's too hectic to try to get down to the press conference from the press box and all that stuff. But, uh, or it might not be me. It might be one of the other guys might uh, do a, you know, sit in front of their computer and do an instant reaction video. Maybe we'll post that. So there's all kinds of different things that we're going to offer that are not part of the benefits that are listed. But basically, anything we could think of to throw at you, we're going to throw at you. We want, we, our goal really is for you to sign up for this thing, see how it goes, and then go. Oh, this is really good. We want to keep doing this. Keep more, please. That's that's the goal. So, yeah, look, from a sales perspective, obviously our listeners know that I, I sell cars. It sounds like you're trying to give a lot of bang for the buck, a lot of features for your money. Um, you're trying to make it as enticing as possible so that when you drive off in your uh, mainland membership, you're feeling good about your uh, your decision. Yeah. I, just come and kick the tires. Take it for a test drive. Yeah, that's right. I mean, shoot, give it, give it a couple months. Yeah. Throw down for a Let month it. or two. If you don't like what you're getting, you know, fair play to you. You know, we tried, but uh, we're, we're certainly going to try to have things. Uh, one of the things we're kicking around is some, some rewatch parties of Orlando city uh, games. This, these will be virtual. You'll be, you'll jump on a zoom call with probably me and Dave, whoever else is around from the mainland. We'll watch the game again. Probably these will be games that Orlando City won because we will want to see, <laughs> you know, we'll have want to have enjoyment and, you know, we'll just kind of comment on them, sort of not quite as goofy as maybe Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. But, you know, it'll be there'll be some some serious and some not so serious uh, remarks being made on those. But I'm excited about those. We might get together on a night and watch a Ted Lasso episode virtually together. There's all kinds of ways that we can, you know, we can try to try to entice this readership and listenership to become a community. And I think, yeah. that, I think that once we're, uh, once we build that community and it'll, it'll be very strong. We also are working on a, maybe a little bit of meet and greet and, uh, in-person watch party for a road game. Uh, indeed. Um, and, and I will mention, look, this is going along with the, uh, the unofficial, uh, you know, things that, that can happen. I'm going to be down in the city beautiful for the match uh next wednesday if you sign up and become a member 
Um, you can reach me, you know, on Twitter at mainland Dave, let me know. I will do my best to meet up with anybody who, uh, who signs up, uh, between now and then, uh, we can do a little, you know, meet and greet, uh, at least with me. And if, you know, depending on how late things go, maybe Michael, but, but at the very least you can, you can meet me. I'll be happy to talk. Cause obviously I like talking about soccer. So there, there, your first surprise perk. There you go. There's also a link right on our homepage. You can just go straight there and uh, check it out. You know, see what the listed perks are. And we've just told you about some of the unlisted ones. So, That's right. All right, Dave, the mailbag box time. Are you ready for the mailbag box time? Not only am I ready, but I love the mailbag box. Yes. And you can buy an I love the mailbag box t-shirt in our uh, web shop. Just go to the mainland.com. Click on shop. You'll see it. And you'll love it. Yes, you will. Anyway, there's a couple ways you can ask us anything here at the Mainland Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at the Mainland. Use the hashtag AskTMLPC. Or if you're more email oriented, you can email us at the Mainland at gmail.com and ask us anything that way. Or you can also go to the Mainland.com, click on the Mainland Podcast page, little drop down from our podcast menu item, select the mainland podcast. And there's a form on that page that you can fill out and ask us anything that way too. Lots of ways you can do it. We make it easy. Yeah. So I am going to look one more time in the Gmail, Dave. I did not see anything prior to recording, but we'll see if anybody has popped in there. All right. We do not No, nothing in. (laughs) That's funny. Nothing Dave in the mailbag box in the Gmail. But as we're recording this, someone has heard us and has signed up as a designated player membership. Uh, do we need a cool name? Does, should we call it like the mainland club or you know, well, something? We should definitely not call it the mainland not club. That, That's, but you know, something. But yeah. Does it yes, need a catchy we should, name? Yes, we should come up with a catchy name and and we'll work on that. And if, and if, if you listeners, uh, if you sign up and you have a suggestion, uh, cool one. Let us know. But um, suggestions. Yeah, mainland plus. There, are, everybody's doing plus nowadays. I know, but uh, I no, because no, just no. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Disney Plus and all that, but no, let's not do that. Mainland we can do better. Max. <laughs> Max. Oh God. Yeah. Are, aren't they just being Max now? Yeah, they're going to cut the HBO out. John Oliver is not happy about that. <laughs> Well, yeah, right. Not like that, but I mean, you know, they're taking the the it's most dumb. famous part of it. It's yeah. it's dumb. All right. So, uh, well, guess what, Michael? We are fortunate that there are more than one way. There is more than one way to uh, submit a question to the mailbag box Ooh. because we do have some in the twitters. And if you're ready, we will get going. I'm always ready. All right. So first off, uh, Derek Christian says. Tactically, what would you guys have done differently against CF Montreal to get a result? Or do you think it just came down to mentality? I think it just came down to precision, personally. I, I think we covered that in our in our recap. It's that those guys were not far off. I mean, Ojeda didn't miss by much. Torres, Angulo's best shot didn't miss by much. Just put it two feet over to the left and you got three goals and you're not worried about uh, something bouncing in off Robin Janssen. That's, I, I really think the tactics were fine. And like I said, I think for 30 minutes, they controlled the game completely. 
And even when Montreal was starting to attack down the flanks behind getting in behind the fullbacks, I think they were mostly okay until that one ball bounced in off Janssen. And then it kind of played right into their hands. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And, and yeah, tactically what, what I've done differently, I would have made sure somebody was on Kyoto. Yeah. Tactically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you set up your tactics, you know, trying to figure out, okay, these are our tactics. This is what we're, this is what our setup is. This is how we want to play, but it's still up to the guys on the field to not fall asleep and get caught ball watching and things like that. Yes. I, I guess what I'm saying is during the, you know, pregame meeting, make sure somebody's on his hip. That's what I would have done differently tactically, but otherwise, no, I mean, you're right. There was, I think the tactics were, were fine. Uh, the, uh, quality of the finishing was not, and that's what doomed Orlando city in that match. Mm-hmm. Um, going along with that, a longtime listener, friend of the pod spot asks, did Montreal change something or did our guys just get sloppy? I don't think they changed anything. They, um, they played three of the exact same games in a row. Uh, I think Orlando knew what to expect, but, uh, in the end, again, there's just those fine margins aren't there. And we saw it earlier this season with the pride. They weren't finishing chances and they were giving up goals in the 97th minute and 107th minute and all that stuff. So anytime you let a team hang around, you're, you're putting your team in jeopardy and in MLS, it's very hard to get a shot out. So if you don't get one, you're probably not, well, you're definitely not winning if you don't get one. And if you don't get two, the chances of winning still pretty small. So put the ball in the net. Don't, don't you want to go to your home? (laughs) Exactly. Um, did our guys get sloppy? Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, they were a little sloppy. It was a road yeah, game. They, I mean, it happens. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I don't think Montreal changed anything, but our guys were a little bit sloppy. And and when, especially after, once you're chasing the game against a team like Montreal, you sloppy won't get anything done. You have to be no. very, very sharp. And so um, that, once again, that kind of doomed uh, the Lions in that match. So, doomed. all right. Doomed. All right. Uh, one last question from Orlando City Guy. He says, I was just watching the awesome Open Cup documentary that Orlando City put out, brought back some great memories. What was your favorite, most memorable Open Cup moment? Mine was the uh, save in a shootout to win a shootout, Mason Stoduhar, followed by asking his girlfriend to marry him. That was a the that was a ball or two for from Mason Stoddard. That's uh that's a pretty good one. I, I I would normally I think I might agree with you. However, since that uh winning the cup was one of the matches that I made down made it down for last season, um it's gotta be um it's gotta be that uh Benji goal. Uh, because we were we were right behind the goal where they were where all the goals were scored for Orlando mm-hmm. City and getting to see the homegrown uh, hit that and then do the backflip all right there um, while I'm there with uh, you know our listeners uh, David Victor and Lee Gavlik and and all the other friends that were were all there together it was that was a very very special moment uh, for me and my wife and one that I will never forget so that that's an easily number one for me. That is uh, for almost everything you said. That was easily my my runner up. Uh, my very close runner up was 
was that goal just for all the reasons you said the, the fact that he's the homegrown and it clinched it uh just put the game on ice that was that was terrific that was a terrific moment because that's when you knew didn't even matter how many minutes were left in the game this game's over the cup is here and we've won our first trophy in mls and it was our one of our own that uh you know put the finishing touches on it so all of that was outstanding so i agree with you on that hard to argue with that uh i just don't think that any any uh there, there are very few women out there that will get a, or, or men that will get a, a proposal like that uh, on the field right after their significant other stopped a penalty to win a uh, knockout game. Yeah, no, that's like I said, I, I think we, we agree with the, the one, two, it's just the, our order is switched. So um, great, great question, Orlando city. I really appreciate that. And, and I can't wait to watch that documentary. So um, yeah, we're jealous. But, uh, yeah, we are jealous because we haven't had a chance yet. So we need to shut I'm, up and I'm get certain. this over with so we can go watch it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, fortunately, that is all that we have in the Twitters. All right. Well, a couple of ways you can ask us anything for next time. And, you know, don't feel bad if you missed this one. We have two shows a week now, guys. Yeah. So uh, email us at themainland at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at themainland with the hashtag AskTMLPC or use the form on our mainland podcast page of our website. All of those ways are valid equally in our minds. Another thing we love when you do is to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts, good pods, pod chaser, wherever, Apple, Google, any place, any place where you can get a rating and a review in, we would love to have one. If it's on Apple Podcasts, we will find it. We will read it if it's a five-star review. And Dave, we have a new one. <gasps> what? Yeah, our first one since March 3rd. We have uh, we got one on Friday. Oh, wow. And it's from someone. It's just a bunch of letters. I can't read them. I guess I can read them. It's X-D-G-F-Y-H-V-D-E-Y-B-G-F-H-V-S-R-G-V. Oh, uh, Super califragilistic XBL auditions to you also. So our five star review and rating is from Well said. Uh great content is the headline. It says Dagger Dan interview was great. Love the new abbreviated podcast focused solely on Orlando City as I don't follow the pride. Keep up the good work. Well, excellent. Well, that's why we're doing what we're doing now. Yeah. Everybody gets their own show. And if you like both you got more shows to love. Exactly. But we do appreciate the five-star rating and of course a review. And we love to read those on the air, so to speak. Absolutely love to read them here on the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for the uh, five-star rating and review. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, I think you are. All right, Dave, it's time to talk about the U S open cup. Well, it's just time to talk about the 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 next U.S. Open Cup. We've we've been talking about the previous one. Yes, let's talk about the 2023 United States Open Cup, uh, also known as Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. This is a round of 32. Orlando mm -hmm. City got to skip a round because champions, champs, champs get to skip a round. So here they are entering the fray. And I don't know what's going on with those uh, drawings, but they screwed up the drawing somehow and made Orlando go somewhere else to play. 
Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't know. Up is down. <laughs> I don't know. Left is right. Dogs cats and dogs cats are living together. Mass hysteria. It's crazy time. It is. We're, we're living in the, the bizarro world. But the Lions go to Charlotte and will play in Bank of America Stadium Tuesday night. That's tonight as this podcast drops. And going to play Charlotte FC for the second time this year. Probably going to see a little rotation. Probably going to see a little on the Charlotte side as well because they both played Saturday night. Because now we kind of got that that uh, what do you got that decision day sort of mentality with Apple TV Plus where it's like okay we're going to throw all the games on right now. Mm-hmm. No one gets to watch two games live. Because <laughs> <laughs> why would anybody want to do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I hate it so much. I mean, yeah. I I don't mind that they're all in the same day. I would like them a little more spread out. That would be fun. That would be good. Uh, but it's okay. It's okay. It w- or it would be okay if you didn't go on Apple and have Apple spoil it for you and tell you the score before <laughs> you try to watch the game. But uh, it, yeah, it is what it is. So this is a place where, of course, Orlando City has played one time. They left it late. Got a late Tesho Akindele goal last year to win in charlotte it's not a particularly awesome stadium it holds a lot of people um the surface isn't great uh but the team's pretty solid i mean charlotte's a tough team to uh to try to i mean their 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 mentality is good and they work hard they make you work for 90 minutes their results haven't always been great this year but they do have a result against Orlando City on the road. As our friend uh, Danny also pointed out, they did catch Orlando at a good time. That was Orlando's fifth game in 15 days. And they were in the middle of CONCACAF Champions League madness. They had just a few days earlier been knocked out of the tournament after not losing to Tigres mm-hmm. uh, on the away goal tiebreaker. So a little bit of a, you know, probably a tough mental hurdle to, you know, get over you you know you did everything you could you fought as hard as you could and and they couldn't beat you but they get to move on and you don't so uh that was probably a little bit of a heartache there and, and a, a tough way to end a very difficult stretch and having to play against charlotte in that situation charlotte was fully rested even though they had to travel uh, orlando also um had the more uh, tired legs so um i don't know what we're going to see this time out as uh, we do we do have a little bit of a different lineup. And if, uh, if Copetti's, you know, on yellow card suspension, we're certainly going to see him. He's, he's a tough player. Um, he's probably like their taxi Funtis. Mm-hmm. And we need to, or we, not you and I personally, but Orlando City no. need to, uh, make sure that he's under lock and key at all times. I feel like we will see Rodrigo Schlegel on uh, Tuesday night in the starting lineup. Yep. We may even see a three-man back line in this game. Well, given the uh, the situation with you know the fullbacks, um, yeah, I'm, that, I was just thinking that same thing, and, and yeah, I could see it not going that way because you know you might want to be resting some um, some of your center backs because you might want to rotate them in this month of May. Um, but I agree, we will see Schlegel. I think you're right. We'll probably see Stadjahar. Um, and when, you know, we might get a, uh, we might get a dagger Dan start. Yeah. I'd like to see a little more dagger Dan. I, I kind of feel like 
we might see a smattering of starters and a smattering of, of reserves. So you might see like a central midfield, for example, of uh, Araujo and Felipe, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think that Oscar Pereja does take this competi- competition extremely seriously. Obviously, he just won it last year. Uh, but at the same time, he does try to get some rotation in and and get some minutes for some guys that aren't getting a lot of minutes. So it, it's a mixture. It's not a flat out. We're playing all our academy kids. Right, right. Now, I mean, he, you said it. He takes it seriously. Um, I think he'll put a strong lineup, although not a first choice lineup, uh, because once again, plenty more matches this month. And so you've you've got to account for that. Um, so I, you know, this is an opportunity for, you know, two DPs to be out there or one DP be out there instead of all three, mm-hmm. um, you know, rest some guys, um, maybe see one in the first half, another one in the second half, that type of thing, you know, maybe Torres starts Ojeda's in the second half or vice versa. So I think we're going to, we're going to see some of that. Yeah. Pereira and Petrasso still out. I've got a peek at the availability report today. And, uh, it is, um, it is only those two guys. Uh, so everybody else is available for, for selection. I want to point out Abdi Salim did make the trip with the first team was not on the bench for, or he was on the bench at Montreal, uh, was not in the lineup, obviously for crown legacy for OCB on Sunday. Uh, but since OCB was in Charlotte on Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if Jack Lynn stayed behind and joined mm. the first team for this. So we may see him on the bench yeah, uh, and maybe get some minutes for him. Um, I don't know. It, it's really <laughs> anything could happen. And uh, that's, I mean, even in the best of times, Oscar Pereja keeps us guessing with his starting lineup. I have gotten the opposition's starting lineup correct way more times than Orlando's, which is very <laughs> depressing for me uh, <laughs> when I do my projected lineups. Um, but key matchups and score prediction. It's time to put our money where our mouth is and and lay it on the line. So I'm going to go first for you. Key matchup in this game, Dave. All right. So, you know, we mentioned there's going to be some rotation. Um, I'm not sure what the back line is going to look like. Um, although, I, I, like I said, I do think we'll have Mason in goal and we'll have a rotation on the back line. Um, so for me, it's going to be how well does the defense do against uh, Capetti and whatever else that Charlotte's going to throw uh, at Orlando. So the defense holding up to you know limit their opportunities, their chances, and hopefully that will be the key to being able to get out of there with a win. Um, as far as my prediction, it's the cup, baby. Got to win. So uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Orlando uh, to kick off the 2023 U.S. Open Cup. All right. I think... For me, the key matchup is I'm going to go back to this old chestnut. Orlando City versus the perimeter of the goal. <laughs> Get the ball inside the posts, below the crossbar, and above the ground. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> that's that's a good one. Uh, if the goalkeeper stops it, the goalkeeper stops it. But hopefully that won't happen all of the times that you shoot there. If you If you take... 20 attempts and you get all 20 on frame. I'll bet a couple of those go in. Yeah. Be nice. And if they don't, well, at least you tried. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
So that's the key right. matchup is, is trying to figure out a way to score goals. They're 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 goal challenged this year. And you know, we thought that maybe the, the LA game was a little bit of a wake up, but you know, maybe it was a, a step forward, step back. You know, maybe you need uh, some stops and starts before you really get going. But um as far as the game itself and the the open cup is open cup and, and weird things happen. I'm going to go one, one draw shootout victory. Okay. Seems like there's always an early shootout with this team in the cup games. Yeah. Yeah. It does happen a lot. And, uh, of course, Orlando has been very fortunate in most of those. So that's a, that's not a, uh, not an outrageous prediction. Knocking on wood there. Cause you're j- trying to jinx us over here. Uh, (laughs) all right. Well, nothing to do, but come back at the end of the week and see how we did. We'll have another show this week. Obviously when we will, uh, look back upon the Charlotte game and we will prepare for who Dave Columbus crew, Columbus crew away again. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot of road games this week or this month. I should say Mm -hmm. this week too, obviously. And, uh, there's a couple home games, but uh, they're still also got to go to Inter Miami. If they win Tuesday night, they may have to go on the road again in a midweek late in this month for a U.S. Open Cup game. Mm-hmm. So it is a very, very congested month, and one that, as we've written, can make or break this season. Uh, could also have nothing. It, it could also not make or break the season. You could, you could get through this month in flying colors and then go into a tailspin. You could lose every one of these games and then win the rest of your games all year. It's sports. Anything can happen. It's weird. Yeah, that's uh, weird is the correct term for sports. Especially soccer. There's There are very few no. games as weird as this one. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, uh, you know, you can't. It's very hard to moneyball this stuff is what we're saying. Yeah. Six players got red carded in the Super Classico the other day. So it's, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you throw pro referees into the mix, and and the fact that some of these are not necessarily their front front line refs. Whew, the the uh, chaos factor goes way up. You might as be might as well be rolling dice. Exactly. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Unless you got anything else you want to talk about, we're done. We're done. 342 in the books. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to those who sent in their questions for our mailbag box. And thank you, of course, to Danny Brams of the Charlotte Soccer Show for telling us a little bit about the club that he roots for. Yes, indeed. We'll be back before the end of the week with another show. Getting ready for the weekend. Everybody stay safe. Thanks for listening. You can read our stuff at mainland.com. Follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael. And follow the Mainland at the Mainland. You can even follow our sister show, Scoperp Soccer, at Scoperp Soccer. Like us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe, all of those things. And we will be very, very happy. And of course, check out whatever we're going to call our subscription program when you guys give us a good name. Uh, buymeacoffee.com slash the mainland. See what the benefits are. Plus all the stuff I already talked about that are not listed and give it a month or two or three and let us know what you think at the end of that. Tell us what we're doing, right? What we're doing wrong, what you'd like to see more of less of none of 
<laughs> some of, <laughs> and, uh, and we will tweak this as we go, because this is our way of giving you something back for supporting our endeavors as an independent site and independent podcasts. We Absolutely. don't want to just take money from you. We want to give you something for this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, and we want to give you, uh, so much value that you don't even think about it. Exactly. That you can't do without it. Yes. There you go. All right. We'll be back next time. That's it for 342. There's only one thing left to do, and that is to say, go city. <laughs>